This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we celebrate the 100th episode of the Bobcast by interviewing the first student-athlete ever to appear on the show. Plus, we talk to our Bobcats of the week and introduce you to Bates Baseball's starting center fielder, a senior former football player who did not make the team until last season. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Despite an early 4-0 deficit, the men's lacrosse team defeated Endicott 15-10 on Tuesday behind five goals from senior captain Clark Jones and a career-high six assists from sophomore Matt Lastava. We caught up with head coach Peter Lasagna after the win. They play a style that's challenging for us. Uh, they're really, they have a great face-off guy, they have a really good goalie, and they're incredibly patient on offense, and they play a zone with a bunch of big bodies that forces us to be patient. You guys fall down four nothing. What's your mindset on the sideline? Uh, I'm so excited this is happening again. Was uh, was my first thought. Um, you know, you just have to stay with the program. And uh, no, we'd we'd rather be up four nothing than down. But to these guys' credit, they got themselves in the exact same situation as Saturday, but responded much differently and just stayed with it and stayed with it. We finally started to win a couple faceoffs. I saw Chris Costello and, and uh, Peyton Weatherby and some other guys, Clark and Burke on the wings. I think having uh, Burke as more of a full-time defender helped us a lot today as well. I saw Clark over there on defense a little bit too. Yeah, well, we just we, we think Burke and Clark are, are two of our very best short stick wing people, so we'd love to have them win the face-off when they're on the wings, but when they don't, we have a lot of faith in both of them playing defense. They do a great job, and they do a wonderful job helping us clear the ball and starting transition offense for us. So what's like been the points of emphasis now, you know, think going forward based on the last two games, obviously a tough loss to Williams and a bounce back here today. Yeah, but we just, again, um, to make it as cliched as, as you would imagine, it's let's just focus on this play, this day, this practice, this minute right now. That's all we can control and just keep moving forward. And today was a nice example of that. Who else stood out today for you? Uh, I think Matt Lestava had a, had a big impact on the game, a guy they were trying to take away. I thought Clark had a really good game. I thought Jack Scribner played really, really well. Um, again, Costello and the other wing guys helped us a lot. Uh, Rocco played great. Um, and the defense really clamped down. I, I think once it was 4 nothing, I thought the defense did a hell of a job. Rocco's been a contributor, but he's really having a breakout year this year. Yeah, he's just, well, yeah. I mean, he's a starting close defenseman for the first time in his career. Um, he really committed to, to hard work, um, got himself into the best shape of his college career, and he's a threat. At Hamilton Saturday, right? We are at Hamilton What do Saturday. you know about them? Uh, we know that they're a NESCAC team that will give us all we can handle. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Jones continued his big week with a career-high six goals, a career-high three assists, and a career-high eight ground balls in Bates' 19-9 win at Hamilton on Saturday. For his efforts, Jones was named the NESCAC Men's Lacrosse Player of the Week, and he is our male Bobcat of the Week. We went down 4-0, which is obviously not the way you want to start a game. Um, but just knowing the way we play and having having faith in our defense and our uh, our faceoff guys that we're going to get the ball back eventually and start putting goals in the net. Um, just the fact that we didn't freak out that we were down 4-0, I thought was a really big key to uh, coming back into that game. 
Because you guys have come back from that before, kind of, right? So it's not nothing to panic over. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to start off a game 4-0. No. <laughs> but, uh, but going down four goals is not the end of the world in lacrosse because you can obviously score a lot throughout an entire game. Um, so, yeah, not panicking and, and just kind of trusting our system and knowing we'll, we'll get ourselves back into the game was a big, big factor there. All right, so last year you were in the midfield. The attack was, you know, uh, Matt Lestava, it was Charlie Fay, it was Andrew Melvin. Now it's you and Lestava, you know, Malali, Breshi's in there as well. What's the new dynamic like on attack this year? Oh, uh, it's cool. I mean, obviously it's different when you go from midfield to attack. Um, you get to p- focus more on just offense. Um, but it's good. We've had a really good dynamic between me, Lestava, and Malali. Uh, when Breshi and Matt Kelleher are in there, uh, everyone's playing well. Um, but it's good. It- it's been really fun. Seems like teams are trying to key on Lestava a little bit, so he's picking up some assists. That helps out the other guys, though, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, when he had that big game against, I think it was Endicott, um, everyone kind of took notice, and coming into the year, everyone knew who he was. Um, so if you focus on one of us, someone else is going to have a good day. Um, and, yeah, that'll definitely help his assists, but he's also just a really good feeder um, generally. So uh, I think that contributes to it as well. All right, so take us through the Hamilton game. It was a road game, so no one on camera's got a chance to really see it or anything unless they're watching the video online. So uh, that game obviously went fairly, very well for you guys, right? Yeah, it did. So we ended up winning 19-9. Um, but we had a little bit of a, a hiccup in the third quarter. We started off pretty well in the first two quarters, played well. We were up 10-2 at half um, and then kind of let up a little bit, and they clawed their way back in. It was 10-6. But, again, just having faith in our defense and our faceoffs, knowing that we're going to get the ball back and knowing we can play well, we, uh, we pulled it out. How did it feel to get a career high six goals and also a career high ground balls, career high assists? Everything was clicking for you, it seemed like. Yeah, um, I didn't really expect that to happen, but um, it did, and it, it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, they kind of just kept coming, and I'll keep scoring. Whoever wants to score for us, as long as we're scoring goals, it doesn't really matter who's uh, who's putting them in. So what a big week this week, right? I mean, biggest week of the year so far, probably. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, Bowden on Wednesday, which is going to be a really, really big game. And then uh, right after that, we have Khan on Saturday, which, again, is going to be a really big game. So uh, we're getting out to practice today and tomorrow, just focusing on getting ready for Bowdoin because we, we want to go 2-0 this week, but that starts with going 1-0 on Wednesday. Well, I remember the Bowdoin game last year at their place. That was a pretty crazy one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We, like, didn't lead for the entire game until, like, the last 30 seconds. Um, so as long as we have the same outcome, I don't really care what happens. But, uh, again, Wednesday's a huge game for us. When you're out there, you're on the attack. But I've seen you uh, drop back on defense sometimes when you need to. How, how does that happen? What's that dynamic like? So I'll play attack, but then sometimes I'll be uh, be on the wing, be a midfielder for the faceoffs, uh, just to kind of help transition when we pick it up on. Or when we end up winning the the faceoff, I'll have the ball and we have a, a good transition opportunity. But there's a lot of really good faceoff guys in the NESCAC, and so sometimes the other team gets the ball, and I just drop back on D and play a little bit. Hopefully uh, we get a stop, and then we get again transition going from D to O. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun playing both sides of the ball, playing offense and defense, but uh, hopefully I won't have to play too much defense on Wednesday. All right, give us a little advanced scouting on Bowdoin. What do they bring to the table? What what type of team are they? Uh, they're, they're a really talented team. They've got a really, really strong midfield, um, so that's going to be a big part of the game. And, again, they have a really good faceoff guy, just like almost every team in the NESCAC, so faceoffs are going to be huge, and stopping their midfield is going to be, be key for us. You know, it's interesting in terms of the faceoff, you know, the faceoff guy – People focus on him, but then right. that ball can be rolling around. So what's going through your mind on those faceoffs? Well, obviously, depending on how good the faceoff guys are, they can just win it right to themselves and no one else yeah. has an impact on it. But a lot of the times uh, faceoffs get to 50-50 ground balls where they, they're uh, 
on a rolling out to an area and kind of three guys in the midfield are fighting for it. So those 50-50 ground balls are really, really important for us because it's more possessions for us and less possessions for them. Um, so just trying to get the ball up, ball up off the ground uh, kind of on your first try is, is really a big part of it. You and Burke are the captains, right? So uh, I, I assume you meet with Coach Lasagna a lot. What's been some emphasis in recent weeks in terms of those meetings? Uh, the meetings have been good. Uh, we obviously didn't start off the way we wanted to, but just – Again, trusting the plan and trusting kind of the system we have and, and the people we have and knowing just because we have four losses already like doesn't mean our season's over and the fact that we got to take it game by game and um, we can beat any team on any given day as long as we show up and play the, play the way we know how to. All right, Clark Jones, I'm El Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. The women's lacrosse team defeated St. Joseph 17-3 on Thursday before falling 14-10 to Hamilton Saturday. Junior Katie Allard led the way with four goals in each game. She is tied for fifth in the NASCAC in goals scored, and she is our female Bobcat of the Week. Katie, first of all, you come from a lacrosse family. I know growing up, when did you start playing? Um, so my dad played lacrosse in college, and he had us out with a stick in our hands real early. Um, I kind of played around with my brother in the backyard until I was able to join a team in, like, second grade, and then ever since then I've been playing. And so when did you realize you really wanted to play at the collegiate level? Um, so my high school is a pretty big lacrosse town, um, and I've, I think I've always known I wanted to play at a collegiate level. Um, my brother went to Bates first, and I knew I wanted to be part of the Bates lacrosse team ever uh, since I came up and watched a game or two. Because uh, of him, he uh, inspired me. When Jack was a junior here, he helped the Bobcats make the NCAA tournament. What was it like to see you know that happen from back in you know, where you grew up and everything from afar, so somewhat? Um, he was actually a pretty big name in our high school. Uh, he was doing so well that uh, we would like post all the base links on Facebook, and everyone would be coming up to me. And it was awesome to see uh, him doing great and uh, supporting the Bates team. Um, and I think at that point I was a senior in high school, and I knew that I was going to be going to Bates as well. Um, and it was awesome just to uh, be part of the Bates community already. Yeah, so you had one year of overlap here, right, with yeah. Jack? Yeah. Your first year here, what was that like? Um, it was awesome to have uh, like such guidance, and also a lot of the girls on the team knew my brother and knew me. Um, already, so it was nice to come into already like a community that knew me. So was it kind of a no-brainer to come here then, sort of? Yeah, <laughs> um, my brother always told me all the great things about Bates, and uh, I was like again early on in the community because I would come up and watch his games and uh, come up and visit Bates, and so I knew it was a place I wanted to be. And then your first year here, obviously the women make the NCAA tournament. That was obviously a very exciting way to start your college career, right? Yeah, that was a great experience to be a part of. Um, like nothing will ever compare to that. Uh, and I'm just—it always inspires me just to be part of that team freshman year. Uh, it keeps me going and keeps me motivated. Uh, my next two years to uh, stay positive and keep working hard to get back to that spot that we were at freshman year. So obviously, yeah, because that team had about ten seniors on it, so very experienced team. So. Now, these past two seasons, you've been stepping up into more of a, you know, primary role on the team. So what's that adjustment been like, kind of, to become more of a leader? Um, yeah, so freshman year, obviously, with 10 seniors, it was yeah. kind of hard uh, to find a place. And then last year, I started working my way in. And then I think this year, I found a lot of confidence. Um, and there's been a lot of support from my team. My team is incredible this year. Um, and it's just been great to have that support and confidence to break in, I guess, um, to find my role. And then I know a couple of weeks back there against Williams, uh, Camille had two yellow cards, and I know Eliza and I talked about this on the Bobcast last week, but what was that like to make that rally without one of the better players on the team? Yeah, so it was definitely, um, it, it took us a second to like take a breath because when Camille's not on the field, it's kind of like, a, like it, we have to play a little bit differently because she's such an intricate uh, part of our team. Um, but I think that everyone stepped up, um, and we were able to do uh, things that we normally wouldn't, I guess, without Camille on the field. Uh, and... It, just having her 
on the sidelines even she was cheering so loud and going crazy it really like motivated our team to work a lot harder this past week big win over st joseph's tough one against hamilton there close game but what's kind of thing to focus this week and practice is going into the next weekend yeah so i think we're trying to not beat ourselves up a little bit trying to stay confident and trying to keep up the energy that's our big uh thing to be working on uh staying hype staying um up all the time and not letting ourselves get down even if like one or two goals are scored on us we can't um beat ourselves up a little bit and then have you always played attack yeah so i played when i was really little my dad wanted me to be a goalie so my brother could shoot on me so (laughs) i was a goalie for a while and then a midfielder and then i've moved to attack because i'm not necessarily the fastest i think (laughs) but uh what's what what do you bring the table in terms of your your style on attack um i usually i think i tend to play lower uh like behind the goal um Mm -hmm. again i i I don't normally drive so i really need the help from my team to find the assists and um, i love feeding and i love uh giving the assists to my teammates you had four goals in each of the games last week right so what was opening up for you um yeah so that was actually different i feel like i normally matched my assists and my goals uh so to have more goals and assists was kind of different than uh normal i think um we'd really been trying to push like working as a team and so like allison dewey's always there to set picks and we ended up connecting a few times, and I would get a, like a good uh, drive off of her pick, and it, it worked really well in these past two games. Well, your brother Jack is tracking the team also. Do you, how often do you hear from him? Oh, my gosh, he texts me all the time. <laughs> He'll be like, why don't you shoot behind the back? And I was like, not everyone can throw crazy around the world behind the back shots like you. But he tells me to work on it. So He used to do all those underhanded shots, right? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> he's so creative. What is he up to now? Um, so he's working in New York City for Bank of America. Um, he, I was trying to find lacrosse teams he can play for in the city, but I guess uh, like a, what is intramural teams, I guess. Oh. So he's he's keeping his stick in his hands. Growing up, though, you grew up in New Jersey, right? Yes. So um, what are you saying? It was a big lacrosse town. I guess what do you mean by that? Like a lot of tradition there? Yeah. So um, there's a joke that. Uh, it's like, welcome to Ridgewood, here's your lacrosse stick. That was what they would say to us, and I would say I'm from Ridgewood. Everybody plays. Um, a lot of girls I graduated with went D1 and uh, started as freshmen, so um, at, like, Duke and North Carolina. So there's a lot of, like, big-name uh, lacrosse schools coming out of our town. Um, but I think also by coming from that area, I had learned a lot from those players. Like, I've, I, I'm at a different level than they were, t- like, playing-wise, but I think that it, it taught me how to how to find what I'm like good at and find my strengths in playing um, and really capitalize on those. Do you think the Allard family is going to be starting a pipeline from Ridgewood to Bates? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we honestly have. Uh, there's a few kids, Izzy Nat and Will Holland, uh-huh. um, some Ridgewood kids, some Ridgewood families we're friends with, uh, and hopefully we can pull more because that would be a lot of fun to bring up that Ridgewood community. Absolutely. Well, Katie Allard, our female Bobcat of the Week, thanks so much. Thank you. After falling to Bowden 3-1 to on Friday, the Bates baseball team split a twin bill with the Polar Bears on Saturday. The Bobcats rallied to force extra innings in Game 1 before losing 4-3. Then they took an early lead in Game 2, winning 5-3. Bates scored a pair in the second to take the lead for good. And the pitch on the way to Torres. He lines in the left field, and that's going to fall for a base hit. McDonald to third. They're going to wave him home. The throw goes into second. An RBI single for Giovanni Torres, and the Bobcats lead 2-1. And now John Lindgren who was a defensive replacement, did not hit in game one. Right-handed bat up there here in game two, and he's driving this one to left center field. That's his first collegiate hit. It's a base hit, and it goes all the way to the wall. Torres to third. They're going to wave him around. It's going to be an RBI double for John Lindgren, and the Bobcats extend their lead to 3-1. to one. 
Bates is 1-2 and two in NESCAC play entering this weekend's series with Colby. One of the standouts so far this year is senior center fielder Connor DiVincenzo. He is second on the team in batting average and first in slugging percentage. DiVincenzo also made two highlight reel catches in the outfield against Bowden. You would think this is the product of someone who has a lot of experience playing NESCAC baseball, but this is only his second year on the team. I originally came to Bates for football. I was uh, recruited by Coach Harriman. Um, really, he just gave me the opportunity to come here and, and play ball. And, you know, I had a great time my freshman year playing football. And uh, I really appreciate the coaching staff, you know, for giving me that chance. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I took a few, a few few hard hits during that season. And so I, you know, decided maybe this wouldn't be the best thing for me in my future. Um, so after that, I kind of, you know, hung up the cleats. Uh, for about a year so my entire freshman year you know I ended up not playing a sport after the fall season um, even though I kind of planned on you know trying out for the baseball team as a walk-on my freshman year but after you know everything that happened I figured I'd take some time off and then you know eventually with the you know the help of my 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 roommates at the time and my friends who played baseball you know they eventually convinced me to um, you know to kind of take a chance so my sophomore year you know right before their season started I reached out to Coach Leonard, who was the the coach, the baseball coach at the time, and he basically said, like, if you can play, um, come practice with us, and uh, we'll see what you can do. So, uh, yeah, every so my sophomore year, I, I was a practice player. Um, I went to every practice, and you know, watched the games kind of from the dugout, but not in a uniform at all. Um, and then at the end of the year, you know, I was kind of told, like, really, there's, there might not be a spot for me. Um, you know, I had to try out again in the following year. So I was kind of a little demoralized by that. But uh, Coach Leonard ended up leaving that summer, and uh, Coach Martin came in. And, you know, uh, as soon as the fall rolled around, I knew that, you know, I'd regret it if I didn't, you know, give it a shot. So um, I went out for the baseball team in the fall and uh, did all the workouts and the practices, and I ended up. Um, making the team, you know, I'm really, really thankful that Coach Martin was able to give me a shot, uh, you know, to show that I might be able to play a little bit. So, um, yeah, that kind of leads up to, to here we are. So, yeah, can you believe like, you're starting at center field making these diving catches? <laughs> I, I mean, no, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for sure. Um, what did you really work on through these last few years to get to this point where you are now? Well, you know, I played baseball in high school, and I would, I considered one of my strong sports, you know. So I, I, I think in my whole life I was a baseball player and a football player. And, um, you know, the choice kind of just came down to base was my best uh, academic and uh, athletic opportunity uh, in college. And, you know, they gave me a shot for football, so I just went with that. Um, and I always knew, you know, like I wanted to play, keep playing baseball. You know, I love the sport that I've played since I was just a little kid. So, um, yeah, I mean, working on it, it's, it was definitely tough taking a couple years off, you know, like your swing really kind of falls apart even after a few weeks, you know, of not, of not playing. So, um, like I said, my friends have always, I've always been friends with the baseball players, so they kind of really um, helped me out with my swing and just getting that back into form, you know, before I even swung in front of a coach. So, realistically, like, if they hadn't done that for me, like, I don't know where I'd be right now. So, I'm really thankful that, that they did that. Who are some of your friends on the baseball team who first convinced you to try out? So I was actually roommates with Asher McDonald mm -hmm. uh, my freshman year. So you know, me and him in, uh, in Parker 3-2-1. So uh, really, uh, like he always was in the back of my mind pushing me to do it. So, um, you know, happy for him. And he, he, he was kind of a big motivator for me. So and then, you know, Connor Russell was friends with and Connor Speed and Jake Shapiro, you know, all really solid kids, really solid baseball players. And so. So on Friday against Bowden, you made a catch out of right center field that was pretty incredible. A diving catch reminded me of you know stuff you see in like the big leagues on web gyms and stuff. Take us through that play. What was, what did you see on that? 
Well, you know, it was, a, it was kind of an old cast day, so I didn't get the best read off the bat, but uh, he saw the ball just trailing, and uh, I knew that, you know, I might as well just go for it, and uh, I just kind of leapt up, and luckily, you know, it's, it's kind of the one, the one where you need to check your glove after and make sure it's there, you know, so luckily I looked in and it was there, so just, you know, uh, lucky to make the play, I guess. <laughs> and then at the plate, you've had some success here early on, so what's, I mean, you mentioned you've been working on your swing a lot, what's working for you at the plate right now? Well, you know, my approach is really just to keep things simple, you know, and don't, I'm not, I'm not really going up there swinging through a fence or anything, you know, I'm just trying to um, put together solid at-bats and, you know, just put, put the bat on uh, some good pitches. So really, I mean, just shorten up, shortening up my swing, you know, working the count when I can and uh, just going from there. So luckily, you know, Coach Martin and Coach Deschler especially have helped me with my swing and, you know, taught me that, like, I do have a role. And so I've kind of embraced that role knowing that I'm going to be, uh, you know, just keeping it keeping it short and things like that Did you play center field in high school growing up and everything yes i was a, a center fielder in high school you know so i played you know three years of of varsity ball my my in high school um in center field so and then ended up you know coming here and luckily in center field again so yeah well you mentioned you came here initially because coach Hammond was recruiting you for football what, uh, what about Bates appealed to you when you visited and everything well you know it's just a, in the, the entire NESCAC in general is, you know, the prestige of um, not only academics but athletic. And I knew the student-athletes here, you know, just kind of different breed of people. Um, you know, academic, academically focused, you know, we're not going to really go make the, make the big leagues uh, too often. I mean, some kids do for sure. But for the most part, it's about just balancing, you know, your work life and your school life uh, and your athletic life. So um, I knew that that would be really important for me, you know, going forward in my life in general. So... Um, I'm happy that I got the opportunity to do that. So this season, obviously, uh, there's some very close games over the week against Bowdoin. What's been your favorite part so far about kind of the year and being like such a key part of this team? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider myself a key part of the team, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe. Uh, but you know, I just I love going out there every day with the guys, you know. And you know, Coach Martin, uh, is, you know, he's the kind of guy that you know uh, you really want to play hard for. You know, he really gets that out of all the out of all the team. Uh, so. Really, uh, I'd say my teammates are what I look forward to every day, going in there and competing with them, you know, so. Do you talk to any of some of the younger guys who are, like, really good right now, at least to, like, pinch running and stuff about, you know, there's a future for you? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, last year, as you know, I was kind of a pinch runner, runner uh, like, dominant, and uh, people come in, like John Lindgren, like, he was a pinch runner this whole year, and then luckily he came in this past weekend and made a, made a huge hit, and then, uh, you know, he also um, had a sack fly to get a run in. So, seriously, like, it's anything's possible you know it's just uh just go out there and keep working hard and play your game and i think good things will happen it's funny because college baseball the rosters are pretty big aren't they like... yeah they are i mean we definitely we've, we've carried a big team a few years you know i think we've had 33 or 34 guys these past two years so um yeah it's it's definitely competitive but the good part about that is you know we have depth and you know uh and like that means that you got to compete you know, like every single every single day like we don't know who's going to be playing so we go into practice trying to earn that spot every single day so Looking forward to maybe getting out on Leahy Field this week. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually going to get out there today for nice. practice. Um, you know, maybe stay off the infield dirt a little bit, but uh, you know, get some some BP out there. So I'm really looking forward to playing at home. Uh, yeah, there's nothing like it. So, all right, Connor DiVincenzo, thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. The rowing teams got their seasons underway Saturday in Boston. The number one nationally ranked women's team accumulated an eight and two mark against Simmons and lightweight crews from Radcliffe, MIT, and Georgetown. Meanwhile, the Bates men went 5-4 and four against boats from Harvard, Trinity, and Boston College. On October 6, 2015, 
we aired the first episode of the Bates Bobcast. Now on April 3, 2018, we've hit episode number 100. Brad Rutkin was a junior golfer coming off a big week where he finished tied for third place out of 50 golfers at the NESCAC Fall Qualifier, earning all NESCAC honors. He was the first student-athlete to appear on the Bobcast. And today, he joins us again, a Bates grad living in New York City. Well, this being the 100th episode of the Bates Bobcast, happy to be joined on the phone by our first ever student-athlete guest on the Bobcast, way back in episode one, uh, Brad Rutkin, men's golf, class 2017. Brad, how's it going over there? Uh, everything's going really well. Uh, miss Bates every day. Absolutely. And since you've graduated, what have you been up to? Give us an update. So uh, since I graduated, I took a job in uh, New York working in investment sales, which is uh, selling income-producing uh, real estate, and I primarily focus in, like, the Queens area. So living in New York, uh, that's originally where I'm from, and uh, working real estate now. Excellent. How do you think um, your Bates education, your experience in liberal arts, helped you prepare uh, for the quote-unquote uh, real world? Uh, you know, that's interesting. I think uh, there's definite advantages to going to liberal arts school, especially Bates. One, um, when I came out of Bates, my writing was just so strong. I think anyone that goes to Bates realizes and experiences how much uh, writing you have to do and how important it is. And I think uh, the second thing that really helped me is just Bates is so rigorous with, with the work and what's expected of you as a student that coming into the working world, uh, I was just really well prepared for that. Excellent. Then you mentioned that obviously you're in New York City now, so what's the adjustment been like going from uh, Lewiston to, to the Big Apple? Well, you know, uh, things are a little quicker down here, um, but the, the biggest adjustment for me is uh, there are a lot of uh, my Bates friends are down here, and I think uh, when you're at Bates, you have this, uh, you can hang out with everyone, you, you go to Commons, you see everyone, you go to the library, you see everyone, and now you're living in uh, New York, and everyone's working, it's, it's a lot harder to see all, all your Bates friends, and you definitely have to set aside uh, more time to see them. I think uh, when you go home and you go to eat dinner, you're kind of shocked when you don't have 15 of your closest friends around you. Um, but, th but that's the biggest adjustment so far. But you're from, I mean, you're from Great Neck, and so you're fr you're, it's kind of almost like a homecoming for you a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, it, it's really uh, unique for me because I have this cool dynamic of all my Bates friends and all my home friends. Right. So I definitely, I kind of always knew that uh, after I went to Bates, I either wanted to move to back home to New York or uh, to the Boston area, which is, you know, where every other Batesy pretty much ends up, I feel like. <laughs> and then um, are you still getting some time to golf? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my golf game has uh, fallen off a little bit. I haven't, uh, haven't had as much time to play, but uh, it's Masters week, so I'm getting really excited. And uh, I think I'm going to Definitely start working on my game a little bit, but I am limited to weekend golf for right now. Hey, with the Masters coming up, uh, what's your handicap here? What do you think? Who's, who's the favorite in your mind? Oh, man, it's tough not to root for Phil or uh, Tiger. But, of course. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess uh, I'm going to have to ride the dark, dark horse, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hope Tiger wins. I'm, I've always been a Tiger fan. Uh, but I, I think it's just like so golf is in such a competitive place right now. There's so many great golfers out there. I think anybody can win it. Uh, just, it's going to be a fun tournament to watch for sure. Uh, this was your first fall, obviously not um, on the Bates golf team, and so did you stay, stay uh, do you stay in touch with some of the current guys, text them, and keep track of the results and everything? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've stayed on top of them. I saw uh, they finally have an indoor hitting facility, which is great. Um, I still you know have pretty good contact with uh, Matt Marcus, the senior captain. We we just we're really great friends. I I keep uh, keep I keep an eye on them. I definitely. Uh, 
I'm always curious to see how they're doing, and um, I'm really excited to see what Coach Upham does with the team in the coming years. Yeah, and obviously you were there, um, you know, when Coach Upham uh, became the head coach and when you guys started working closely with the golf pros over at the country club. And so what was that transition like after Coach Flynn passed away? You know, that, that was definitely a tough transition. When, uh, when Coach Flynn passed away, we were all, you know, of course, devastated. He was uh, a great coach. But, um, you know, to Coach Upham's credit, uh, Nick and Kyle, they all they came in and they really they just took the program to another level. And um, it was very seamless. I think everybody, uh, you know, loves Coach Upham and, and what he does. He, you know, really does a good balance of, you know, being a coach and a mentor and, and not putting too much pressure on the players. So, um, you, you know, they've all, they've all done a great job, and I'm really excited to see what they do in the next couple of years. Looking back in your time, you know, golfing here at Bates, what was maybe your fondest memory on the course or off the course? I think, you know, off the course, my fondest memory was just, you know, every day after practice, just eating dinner with those guys, uh, especially uh, when I first started at Bates. There was just such a great core group of guys. Uh, you know, uh, Garrett Johnson, who was the captain then, and then Garrett Bonney, the captain after him. They were just like an older group of guys that really took in all the younger guys. And just going to dinner with them every day, you know, it's like you get to Bates and everyone's trying to make friends and you already have 10, 10 guys that are your friends that you're eating dinner with every day, you're hanging out with every day you're seeing on the weekends. So that was really cool. And that was something that uh, Alex and I, when we were co-captains our junior and senior year, really tried to keep going to make sure we included all the younger guys, uh, hung out with them in the off season, stuff like that. And then, um, you know, on the course, I just, uh, I, I miss getting to play nine holes with those guys every day. Um, it, was, it was free golf every day. We were all getting better and it was just fun competitions. I'm wondering, do you remember being a guest on the first episode of the podcast, what your thoughts were? I mean, was someone during a direct message you on Twitter mm-hmm. asking me for an interview? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, I'm actually like the worst Twitter person ever. I've never really got into it. I remember, I think that's uh, how you connected to me. And then right. um, I do remember that in the den. And I was like, what is this? I've never, uh, I've never experienced this before. But I, I do, uh, I remember that really fondly. Actually, I had thought uh, that it was my senior year. But it was it was my junior year. I looked it up because right. I remember Coach Flynn was also on the show. So yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And uh, so when you emailed me and said this is the hundredth episode, I was like, wow, like, like good for Aaron. Like this is really taken off because it's like one of those things you could see someone starting and and not um, you know following all the way through. But I was really excited that I've kept up with it. Um, I saw there's like a lot more video um, to the to the show now too. I'm, I'm always, uh, the Bates Athletic Instagram has really taken off. So I think everything that's going on over there is really exciting. I, you know, I keep an eye on it. Like I said, I miss Bates every day, so I still kind of like, like to live vicariously through everything I see posted on social media. For sure. Any plans on coming back to campus at any point, you think, <laughs> to visit? Uh, yeah, I came up for a homecoming weekend, so it was funny. I, we graduated, and then I think I missed one Bates weekend, and I came up the second weekend of the year to watch football with uh, some of my friends. Um, you know, I, I hope to get up there this spring. I missed the alumni hockey game, uh, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, but it was my mother's birthday. So uh, I, I stayed home in New York. But um, I, I would like to get up there soon. I didn't get a chance to go skiing this year. But I have a lot of plans to come back in the future. Excellent. And last question for you. Any other thoughts on your time at Bates? And, um, you, know, you know, looking back on it, now that you're about a you know, year out and everything? I, I loved my experience at Bates. I tell anyone uh, whoever has the opportunity to go play uh, Division three sport or a sport in college in general to definitely, you know, take a look at a smaller school like Bates, uh, if not Bates. I just thought 
um, everything that happened, I became uh, a smarter person in the classroom. I became a better person out of it because of the, the people I got to hang around with. Um, I remember my first day at Bates at the uh, convocation ceremony, uh, one of the deans got up there and they said, you know, when you're at Bates, you're expected to smile and say hello to people. And I was like, well, um, you know, that kind of seems like a cheesy thing. But when you walk around the Bates campus, everyone is smiling and saying hello. And it's just, it's a great place to go to school and just a better place to live for four years. All right, Brad Rutkin, our first ever student-athlete guest on the Bobcast, back on the 100th episode. Thanks so much. Thank you, Aaron. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap the huge week coming up for the Bates lacrosse, softball, baseball, and tennis teams. Plus, the outdoor track and field season gets underway. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.